host of the Building a Bonus Success Series, our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered focus, decisive action, and inspired outcome. Our spotlight is on health and wellness. Backed by popular demand, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. He's a medical expert. You've seen him on the Dr. Oz Show, Good Morning America, and CNN. And he's back with his newest book from Odell Press called Real Cause, Real Cure. You can find out more about the book on the website, realcauserealcure.com. Get a pen and paper. It's jam-packed with awesome information you'll need. Everything from asthma, anemia, diabetes, you name it. You've asked for more real natural cures? Well, here it is. Enjoy. Hi, Sabrina Marie. It's great to be with you. Thanks for being back with us. I hear you have a, a great new book called Real Cause, Real Cure, and uh, hoping to touch on a many, many of these uh, real cause, real cure issues. Can you tell us about it? Absolutely. That's a really exciting thing. Well, you know, People are so used to going to the doctor and they have diabetes, they have this stuff, and what do they get? They get a drug. They get um, you know, advice that's often not very good and doesn't really hit the mark. What we talk about in Real Cause, Real Cure are the nine key domains for health. These are the main areas that if you optimize them and we make it easy to do, and and you know me well enough, but I, I'm not the kind of guy who says take away everything pleasurable in life. Because I, I mean, if, if I can get to live to 120 years old by taking away everything pleasurable, it's like, why bother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that one. So so we'll tell people about the nine key domains, and I like to call it, you know how you go to the movies now, and now the movies are in 3D, you have these 3D glasses on. So I call it Shine 3D, um, and these are the key areas to optimize health. And that stands, Shine stands for sleep, hormonal optimization, uh, inflammation and infections for the eye, nutrition, and exercise. And then the 3Ds would be detoxification, especially from prescription medications, digestion, and desire. So when you optimize these areas, not only will a lot of your illnesses go away, but you're going to feel fantastic. Now, we've talked about your Shine Critical in the past, and now you have this Shine 3D with the detox, digestion, and desire. Explain each one of those real quick so the audience understands what you mean by detox, digestion, and desire. Well, if you look at our modern environment, we have over 80,000 chemicals that are being poured into our environment uh, in the chemical industry and all kinds of things. And the body has to detox all of these different things. Um, in addition, uh, as I mentioned, when you go to the doctor, what do they give you? They give you a drug. And these are mostly foreign chemicals that really are, are the fourth major cause of death in the United States. So detoxing from these medications, uh, from all these things, can be very helpful. And the book walks you through um, simple ways to detoxification. Um, but if, when you get through that toxic burden, you feel lighter, you feel clearer, you feel a whole lot better. Well, everything's toxic. Aren't even vegetables uh, that are grown in uh, supposed uh, organic soil, aren't they toxic too? Well, there's degrees. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so if it's uh, in organic soil, it's still most of the stuff that's called organic is barely so, or at least a lot of the stuff. Uh, the FDA likes to play with definitions, so you can put all kinds of, well, how's the medical term, caca, um, in, in stuff that's technically organic. But at least they make an effort. It's not like some things where you can't even read the ingredients because it's all made of chemicals. So it's not an absolute thing. You can't avoid all the toxins in the environment, and nor should you try. You just want to cut them down to the point where your body can evolve, adapt, mutate, whatever you want to call it, 
to be able to handle the environment in a healthy way. Now, you say that uh, these are identifying the causes of disease, and um, that's a different approach. Many people just go on symptoms. Talk to us about the cause. Yeah, I mean, if if you just, it's kind of like having a fire and just blowing away the smoke. You're not getting Mm -hmm. to the root cause. Got to put out the fire. So if you have inflammation, for example, is one of the key issues, inflammation or infection, you can go ahead and settle down inflammation. Um, one with diet, you switch to, you just get more food and more food, more fish in the diet, uh, to switch to grain fed beef and meats when it's convenient. Again, these are all, none of these are absolutes. These are things that when it's convenient to do so, you kind of make these simple shifts. Um, going after infections, especially candida, uh, these are simple things. If you have chronic sinusitis, as an example, or spastic colon, you go to the doctor and they give you an antibiotic. Um, or other medications. Uh, sinusitis and spastic colon come from candida or yeast overgrowth. And the antibiotics actually make the problem worse in the long term. So if you go after the candida, your sinusitis will go away and your spastic colon will go away. So you go after these root causes. And it's, it's easy to do. You just need to know to look for them. Now, we talked in the past about, uh, you know, doctors uh, over-prescribing and, you know, just doing a solution with a bunch of pills, and you wanted to get into some real uh, solutions for these health issues. Can you talk a little more about the sleep, hormones, inflammation, nutrition, and others in your SHINE program to refresh our audience's memory? Absolutely. So let's take a look at sleep. Uh, the average night's sleep in the United States, if you go back, uh, say 130 years ago, before light bulbs were uh, right when light bulbs were being made, the average night's sleep was nine hours a night. As many people are getting ten, it's getting eight, and we're now down to about six and a half. And that causes not just premature aging, but it causes an average five and a half pound weight gain, and it causes pain, and it causes fatigue and brain fog and immune dysfunction. Just a whole host of issues. So for sleep. A couple simple things. Um, one, finding the time. So we talk about how to get rid of those things in your life that you don't really enjoy. The, what I call when people are uh, thinking they should do this, should do that, should do the other, what's, what, what's euphemistically called shooting on yourself. Um, and getting rid of those things you don't really enjoy but think you should do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that will include things like watching the so-called news. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care which channel you watch. It's, it's a fiction. Um, or... Put differently, if you look at the three major channels, you think you're watching three different planets if you look at a reporting on an event. So at least two of them are wrong. But I think basically all three of them are fictions meant to entertain depending on your perspective. And that's good. As long as it feels good to watch it, be entertained. But when it starts feeling bad, um, there's a simple Tai Chi move that I teach people, which is where they go ahead and... When they're watching CNN or Fox or MSNBC and it starts to feel like really irritating and makes them feel bad, simply reach over far to the side, grab the remote control, swing around, point it at the TV, and click off. Awesome. Or turn to the, and, or turn to the comedy channel or something else and take that time that you would spend watching that and add it to your sleep time. Awesome. Now, that's great advice because there's so much negative news and craziness on and reality TV and other things you yeah, don't reality see. TV. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, that'll cause you a lot of stress and age right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember the old days, you know, where it used to be the, the, 
the PR slogan was sex sells. And now it's changed to fear sells. And I must admit, I really miss the good old days. You, know, I just <laughs> <laughs> you and many other people probably. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, hormones is part of the Shine program, and um, there's been a lot of talk in the health magazines and whatnot about the importance of hormones, uh, male and female. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. Our our body's regulatory, uh, regulatory system is largely controlled by thyroid, adrenal, and then estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, the reproductive hormones. So, And the blood tests will miss not only some cases of hormone deficiency, it misses the vast majority of cases of hormonal deficiencies, and doctors don't know that. So you need to diagnose whether you need hormonal support. And again, this should be bioidentical hormones. Okay. Um, and there's one major toxic problem with bioidentical hormones, and that's that they can't be patented and therefore they're cheap. Mm. Okay. <laughs> but so they can't that, make much healthy. money off the bioidenticals as much as they can a prescription? Exactly. As the standard prescriptions, yeah, the synthetics, because you can patent the synthetic. And that's, that's the whole reason for the controversy between bioidentical and synthetics. So you get bioidentical hormone support. Um, if you're tired, achy, weight gain, cold, intolerant, you want to get thyroid hormone regardless of your blood tests. If you get irritable and hungry, what I call feed me now or I'll kill you, you know, periods, uh, that's low adrenal. And, and adrenal support is just not complicated. It's, it's, these things are fairly easy. After thyroid, even just beginning with some iodine can be very helpful. You get a six and a quarter milligram or even a 12 and a half milligram iodine, not higher. And many people find their thyroid will boost right up. And for, um, the perimenopause, um, a handful of edamame each day. You know, that's what's traditionally what's used in Japan. It can be very helpful for optimizing estrogen. And for men, uh, low testosterone, major cause of diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, erectile dysfunction, and a host of other ills. So you can optimize these hormones. It's not hard to do. And again, you, you go based predominantly on symptoms. You look at tests, but mostly symptoms. You treat the patient, and people feel dramatically better. Mm. Now, testosterone, uh, how does that affect women's health? Because many people think, oh, that's a guy's thing. Well, see, that's the thing. Women make testosterone, too. And half of a woman's testosterone comes from her adrenal glands. So when she's getting low adrenal, she's also going to have a low testosterone. And the other half comes from the ovaries. So if she's had a hysterectomy with the ovaries out, she's lost out as well. And testosterone is critical for libido um, and energy in general. In fact, a study in fibromyalgia showed that in women, giving just very, very low dose, uh, the doses that are currently being used, I think, for estrogen to testosterone are too high. You don't need that high a dose. But just half a milligram, one milligram a day, uh, even help the pain to go away. But there's an important caveat where in men, a low testosterone will cause diabetes. In women, a high testosterone, if you give too much, can cause diabetes. Mm. It's the opposite. So this is a case where you need uh, a certain amount, but more is not better. Now, inflammation we have talked on before. Refresh our audience's memory about the infection and inflammation that causes many, many different things to go wrong in the body. <laughs> Some people theorize that most everything has inflammation as an underlying piece of it. And it is a big part of it. Our diet um, has switched from a low inflammation diet to a high inflammation diet. So when you have low fish, when you have a lot of certain kinds of omega-6 instead of omega-3 fatty acids, 
the body shifts into inflammation mode. And this causes not only pain, but it can cause heart disease associated with Alzheimer's, with a host of things. So some simple natural things people can take. Um, one, if you have pain, let me make a recommendation. Anybody out there who has pain, get this herbal mix called Curamin. C-U-R-A-M-I-N. Get it at any health food store. You can get it at vitality101.com. It's a mix of four herbs. It is amazing for pain. I've, I've been in pain management for 35 years. I've not seen any medication or natural thing, even compounds I put together myself, um, that are as good as that for pain. <laughs> Just uh, wow. give it seven to ten days and you'll be amazed. But it also settles inflammation down. Uh, fish oil will settle inflammation dramatically. Um, uh, let, me give, let me give you a simple test that people can do at home um, okay. to get an idea if their body's on, on inflammatory overdrive. Uh, you know how sometimes you get a paper cup? Mm-hmm. And usually, you know, it's one of those ouch things, it's annoying, but five minutes later you've forgotten all about it and it's gone. Mm-hmm. But when your body's on inflammatory overdrive, you're going to find five, ten, twenty minutes later it's still red. Two hours later you may look at it, the thing's still red and inflamed. So wow. next, time, next time you get a paper cup, see whether it just goes away in a couple of minutes and you forget all about it, or a couple hours later if it's still red and inflamed. And if it's still red and inflamed, half hour a day later, you know, whatever, more than a half hour later, your body's on inflammatory overdrive. And increase your fish oil, uh, especially salmon, tuna. Uh, for tuna, you know, I have the chunk lake tuna, and you've got the more expensive ones in the cans, and you've got... Uh, the more shredded stuff. And this is the case where the chunk, uh, the, the white tuna has three times as much fish oil. Um, and if you're taking a fish oil supplement, um, there's a really simple way to get it without a handful of pills. Uh, there's this fish oil called Vectomega where you just take one a day instead of 10 regular capsules. It just okay. really has super high absorption. So these things, what we teach people is how to make it really easy. Um, cut back sugar. Add things to stevia, uh, even Purevia, Truvia, Holy Stevia. These are ones that taste really good. Uh, Body Ecology, there's a host of ones. Uh, there's also a host of stevia products that taste awful. So, brand matters. <laughs> 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 yeah, taste makes a major difference. And your next one, of course, the end, nutritional, uh, nutritional support. What do you do there? Well, first of all, common sense. Um, we're now getting 18% of our calories coming from sugar, which is added to diet and food processing, and another 18% of our calories are coming from white flour. So, and I'm not saying to cut out all the sugar. I'm just saying put it back in dessert where it belongs. So, um, for example, I tell people avoid sugar. I add the three magic words, except for chocolate. I think chocolate, especially dark chocolate, is a health food. So it can wow. be a very good thing for people. So you cut back the sodas. You have three-quarters of a spoon of sugar per ounce of soda. So you're getting, if you're getting one of those 48-ounce Big Burps, um, that's 36, yeah, I think it's Quickie Mart, that's 36 spoons of sugar that yeah, you're pouring down the throat. Yeah, people who, 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 even if they do sweet teas and, and you know, all these uh, exotic drinks, <laughs> you know my heavens. Look on the side panel and see what's really in there. (laughs) Absolutely, because a lot of these, you know, so-called tea drinks are just glorified sugar water that they throw a little bit of something that makes the color, they put a little bit of tiny tea in it. But when you read, if you look at grams of sugar in a product, you know how you have the little nutrition box, divide grams of sugar by four, 
and that'll tell you how many spoons of sugar are in a serving. So if you're getting, you know, this uh, granola bar that has 28 grams um, of, of sugar, of, uh, sugar in it, you know, that's seven spoons of sugar in that sucker. That's not a healthy treat. And many of these coffees and teas have 39 or sometimes even 32 <laughs> grams. And get this, many of the protein drinks that are supposed to be in the health food stores, they mm-hmm. have even more. Mm-hmm. And people, and people are thinking, oh, wow, it doesn't have a, uh, it, it's lactose-free, it's this. They put all those big things on the on the carton, but then you look and they make up with it in sugar. Yeah, it gets insane, you know, and especially the whole fat-free movement uh, just landed up dumping in sugar instead. And any farmer can tell you if you want to fatten up an animal, you don't give it a bunch of fat to eat. You carbohydrate load it, and that sucker will put on, you know, weight like a pig, so to speak. And the same thing happens with people. So it's, you know, I'm not against having some sugar in the food, but just get an idea of what it's costing you. Look at that grams of sugar, divide by four. That's how many spoons of sugar. And then just ask yourself, is it worth it? Now your final uh, step in your original Shine program. Explain that one to us. Well, E is for exercise. So it's the body has this use it or lose it approach to efficiency. So... You want to go out, but the key thing is to do something you enjoy. If you're doing something you hate, you're not going to stick with it. <laughs> your body has more sense than that. So does the rest of you. Um, on the other hand, shopping is exercise. Mm-hmm. So if you're going for a walk through the mall or you know, uh, going out to wherever it is that you care to be going, uh, that's exercise. Sex is exercise. Um, there's all kinds of things you can be doing, but find something that's fun. And then make an appointment with a friend to do it. So you have a set time. So you have you have a date. Um, because if you know that you're going to supposed to meet Susie at 10 o'clock, you know, to go for a walk, you're going to meet her. But if you don't have somebody or something that kind of puts that structure in, you're going to find you come up with all kinds of excuses like, gee, my head itches or something else, silly stuff, <laughs> for why you don't do it. Um, but you'll find once you get out there and you do it, you have that, you know, have have a date with a friend to do it. It's just fun. You're going to get into it and just really enjoy it. In your uh, 3Ds, digestion. Many people have problems in general digestion, probably because of the types of food they eat <laughs> and when they okay. eat it and how, how much of it they eat. Um, mm-hmm. Don't you think that is a major, major cause of a lot of the, uh, the uh, illnesses that people do have? It doesn't start in the gut? A, a lot of it does. Um, if you take a look at it, there are more bacteria living in a healthy person's gut than there are cells in your entire body. Mm-hmm. There are t- literally trillions of bacteria that should be living in your gut. And if those are good guys that are helping you digest your food and helping keep your, bas- your acid-base balance and all of that going properly, then your digestion hums along and you, and you feel good in general. Mm-hmm. But if you've had all these antibiotics that knock out the good guy bacteria and all of a sudden you've got a bunch of bad guys moving in, um, that, are, that make toxins. A lot of bacteria do make toxins. If you're getting uh, candida overgrowth, so you have this mass, you've, you've turned your gut into a fermentation tank because you have this massive amount of sugar, um, you know, that feeds the yeast. Um, if you're getting steroids that will drive off the balance, all of these different things um, really can trigger ill health. And some of the simple warning signs, again, if you've got that spastic colon kind of symptoms, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, um, that's a warning sign that your large intestine is having, is having problems in terms of um, 
you know, that's where the immigration issue really is, is if getting back, bad guy bacteria moving into your gut. Um, if you have it higher up in your abdomen and your solar plexus where you get acid reflux kind of in digestion, mm-hmm. uh, what's happening is that the food processors realized about oh, 30, 40 years ago that the enzymes that are naturally found in the food um, cause the food to ripen. So they decided, they learned, oh, well, we can just destroy the enzymes, and all of a sudden, uh, the food will have this really long shelf life. So if you have an ear of corn, shelf life's, what, four or five days. But if you turn it into cornflakes and destroy the enzymes, the shelf life is like two millennia. You know, it gets insane. So the food stays well, and so they destroyed the enzymes in the food to prolong shelf life. But what people didn't realize is that same enzymes that ripen the food what your body uses to digest the food that you eat. Uh, so most of the digestion is coming from the enzymes in the food that have now been destroyed, and that's why people get indigestion. It's not too much stomach acid. It's that they can't digest the food, and that acid they make is sloshing around in there for hours trying to digest the food, and it can't, so it starts squirting back up to your food pipe to get indigestion. So what do we do? Instead of improving digestion, with digestive enzymes, mastic gum, licorice, uh, simple things that improve digestion, we turn off the second leg of digestion. It's, it's like somebody's um, hobbling along on one leg because they have a limp, so what do we do? We cut off their other leg? We turn off stomach acid? Mm. And that's what we've been doing, and now we're finding that's causing osteoporosis. Uh, it's causing a whole host of ills because your body needs the stomach acid. Now, you're mentioning acid. Um, an acidic body is not necessarily good, neither is a too alkaline body, but can you explain to the audience what an acidic body, which is really the standard American diet, what that actually does and the host of uh, ailments that you can have from that? Well, your body works by enzyme systems. That's one of the major things that directs the body. And enzymes work at a very specific temperature and a very specific acidity. That's why if your body temperature goes down under 94, you're dead because the enzymes stop working. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your acidity goes beyond, your acidity should be at a pH of what's 7.4. And if it goes below 7 or if it goes above 7.8, you're dead. I mean, to put it bluntly, the enzymes don't work outside of that system. Now, how about in between? If you have mild fluctuations in acidity or alkalinity, what happens is that the enzymes become less efficient and what you start to get um, is you feel fatigued. Mm-hmm. You feel sluggish. You feel slowing. You feel pain because your body's enzyme systems are not working. Um, you'll get, you'll see osteoporosis as, as it leaches the chemicals out of the bone. Your body will try to, what's called buffer the acidity by leaching calcium out of your bones. Um, that works in the short term, but you know, then people get brittle and fragile bones and they get osteoporosis. And then what do they do? They give them calcium tablets, which increase heart attack. That's 31%. I mean, we, we have this whole crazy way of going about things. Um, and uh, in a moment, I'll give people a simple recipe that will be over twice as effective as their osteoporosis medications. We'll give them a recipe for indigestion. But so acid base, a, a critical balance for the body. Your body's able to regulate it to a degree, but now because the acidity in the environment is increasing, you know, acid rain. It increases the acidity. Um, the foods we eat are more acidic. People are having trouble staying alkaline. And um, there's all these fancy things that are being sold out there to increase alkalinity and 
Uh, one of the things I like to give and what the book does, it gives some simpler approaches. So here's a simple approach uh, outside of helping the diet, which we'll talk about. But if you have acid reflux at bedtime, mm -hmm. uh, during the day you don't want to turn off stomach acid because your body needs stomach acid. But at nighttime when you're sleeping, it doesn't. So if you take half a teaspoon of bicarb, mm -hmm. add it to four ounces of water before you go to bed, you will neutralize your stomach acid, but you will also give a dramatic amount of alkaline balancing to your body. Mm. So, baking soda, half a teaspoon costs a penny. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Very Not expensive medicines that they, they advertise on TV. Mm -hmm. You know, just something that it, you can use that you probably have at home and anyway, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so you can do the little purple pill, you know, for, for a couple bucks. Um, or you can, and, and, cause osteoporosis and a host of problems, or you can just take a little uh, bicarb at that time. But what you really want to do is you want to be healing digestion. And so here's a quick note, for people out there, uh, if you have uh, digestive problems, uh, let's go through, because this is a real important issue, the indigestion. Number one, if you're taking calcium antacids like Tums, mm -hmm. it's important to start making, to make sure you get plenty of magnesium, whether it's in a supplement form or in the diet, because the calcium by itself has been shown to increase uh, heart attacks 31%. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting vitamin D, you're getting magnesium, vitamin K with it, um, you're not just where you offset that, it probably becomes heart healthy at that point. Um, there's a uh, supplement that's coming out called Immediate Heartburn Relief. That's a Europharma. Uh, it's an antacid. Uh, uh, kind of like a, a Tums kind of a thing, but it has all these other things in it, the magnesium, the vitamin K, and the vitamin D, that will make it very healthy, and you can turn off the indigestion right away. Uh, for long-term relief, uh, DGL licorice, masticum, uh, these are things that are as effective as the medications, but actually heal up your digestive process. Um, so you'll see that there's a host of things out there that you can use for that. Um, and that can be very helpful uh, in terms of, over time, healing the digestive system um, without taking these medications that are just plain old toxic. Um, and then there's limonene, um, which is uh, knocks out the infections in the gut uh, that we give the antibiotics for now. Um, and that also can be helpful. So there's, there's kind of a, a little recipe we'll give in the book um, that will go through how to heal your digestive system. And then there's three products, the immediate heartburn relief, advanced heartburn rescue, and gut soothe. Uh, gut soothe is a very nice one. Uh, these you can find in any health food store again. Um, or in, uh, we have all of these online as well at Vitality 101. But these are simple things that will go ahead and heal your digestion so you don't need these antacids and stuff. Mm -hmm. 